Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends. And Russell. Mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to our favourite Krause so far, Debbie Krause, owner and day-to-day manager of Phuket Academy of Performing Arts. Originally from South Africa, the amazing Debbie had her own cosmetic science business before heading to the sunny shores of Phuket with Legend Studios' Gary Krause. Debbie talks about her love of Phuket, her hatred of MSG, how jam is a preserve and not a preservative, and, for some strange reason, Debbie has no idea who the Muppets are. I like Debbie, apart from the not knowing about the Muppets. She is super, 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 super cool. And it's nice to have Russell back, but don't tell him. Enjoy the show. We've got about an hour of waffling like an idiot to come. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Russell, do you want to ask the question now and get it out of the way? Oh, God, no. How is it that you don't know about the Muppets? Well, because you just don't know about them. We never had them in South Africa, so they weren't on TV. Um, And we brought Blaze up on The Simpsons. So who the hell are the Muppets? I mean, I, I don't know who I feel worse for, whether it's you guys missing out on this, and certainly for Blaze to have missed out. I mean, that's, that's, this is crap parenting. <laughs> that this what? poor child has missed out. <laughs> um, Debbie Krause. Debbie Krause doesn't know who the Muppets are. Um, she could be one, but... Oh, bless you. You are our favourite Krause. Of all the Krauses, yes. Of all the Krauses we know, you're our favourite. Yes. And the reason would be... Well, we don't like Gary... Okay. Um, um, You've got to love Blaze more. Yeah, we do, but you're not going to say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That would come across wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie Krause. Yes, darling. From Papa Music People. Yes. What, what do you... <laughs> I'm just looking... I, I'm just going to not ask any of the questions that's on your I know, then you're really going to screw yeah, yeah, yeah. with me now. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to screw with you because that would be totally wrong and your husband's downstairs. But um, <laughs> that's a terrible start to the feed. Anyway. It's a normal start. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Dad. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Russell, welcome back. Thank you. It's, it's, it feels like it's been forever. It has been. I haven't seen Russell. Russell was away. He's been in Bangkok. Oh, so I've seen you before you've seen him. Yes. Because I've seen you yeah, last that's, week. That's yeah. correct, yeah. What? We, mm-hmm. were having, we were having an illicit affair, in, mm-hmm. in fully in public, of course. Oh, okay. So. Um, Debbie, we did your husband, Russell and I, mm-hmm. as I sit here cross-legged on, on his the, chair. On this sofa. <laughs> I know. I feel, I feel very privileged. I feel all-powerful sat here. I've come across quite camp. You look, you look very I camp. Like <laughs> I just realised how camp I'm sat. My legs crossed. Um, we interviewed your husband. Oh, I should ages ago. It was ages ago. I can't remember which number it was. Anyway, we'll we'll find out. Um, and so we know the story of him coming to Phuket, which is obviously I'm hoping <laughs> it's, <laughs> the same, it's the same story. The same story. Um, yeah. But I want to track back a little bit more, if I may, and actually find out more about you and how you met Gary. Oh God. 
Well, the thing is, is we know that you came <laughs> on a holiday, and if, if I remember rightly, yeah. and you stayed somewhere, there was nothing around, and then you think, What's, what business shall we do? Shall we get into this? Shall we get into that? And then all of a sudden you did recording studio. Right. right bang. That's your journey to Phuket and yes. you coming here. Yeah. How did you get from being a beautiful little lady in South Africa to meeting some douchebag <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> Kiss fan, <laughs> staying with him for as long as you bloody have, to where we are now? Go. Alrighty. Well, that's pretty simple. Um, he paid you money. I wished. <laughs> I wished. I wished. Uh, we both went to school in the same town, a small little town called Palabora in South Africa. Uh, Palabora is very close. Well, it's on the edge of the game, game park, cool. the Kruger National Game mm -hmm. Park. And so, obviously, we both went to the same school because there was only one, one yeah. English school. <laughs> but you're a lot younger than he is. I love the way you say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I'm just uh, a couple of months younger than Gary. Oh, really? Yeah, we were in the same class. Jesus, Fine. he aged badly, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All what? right, getting back to the serious part. All right, so we went to school together, um, and the mainly, I think it's the, the hot weather there. Uh, I think must have affected our brains a bit. But mm -hmm. anyway, so Gaz and I have been together forever. We started dating at school. Um, it's actually quite frightening. Gary can tell me where I sat in grade two. <laughs> That's how scary it is. He can remember like things. Like what you were wearing. And, and yeah, he remembers things <laughs> far back. And he's got a really, really vivid memory, which is frightening. <laughs> so, um, but we didn't start dating in grade two, thankfully. Uh, yeah, we started dating in standard nine. What does that See, mean in Gary English? Gary knows this more than I do. We started dating in standard nine, so that's age of 16. 15. 15 were, you, 15. Um, yeah. were you a rock chick back in the day? Or were you into music, I guess? Um, a wee bit, not as... That's not my, my forte. Music is not my forte. I, I'm just in this industry... Because Gary's, but not so much Gary, but my son. Yeah. Um, so I've just got him. This is his chapter. So I've got his back in this chapter. But no, my background is um, I was trained as a cosmetic scientist. So that's What's my background. That? You used yeah. to put drops this, of, so this, of, of this evil the, stuff in rabbit eyes. This came out at the meeting <laughs> the other day. And, and I'm, I'm sitting next to Debbie and she just comes out, yeah, I used to be a cosmetic scientist. I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just an elaborate word for someone who messes around in the laboratory. Um, and makes like, rabbits die. Hell no, <laughs> no, we do no. That's from the raw material side. That's from the raw material side. So basically, you just make up products um, and then drip it in rabbits' eyes. No, where in Monkeys, your eyes? Rats. No, you don't test them on animals. Why not? It's the best thing to test them on. Then before they come to the humans, then no, they, no. you know we know the, they're they're there's a thing called a Dre's oh. test. A what so test? A Dre's test. Ooh. So the Dre's test has all got to do with mechanical testing, and that's what stuff's really tested on. Many, many years ago, they used to do animal testing, but that phased out, gracious, um, don't want to give away the age or anything, but over 20 years ago, they started phasing that out, so people that are still skeptical about it now, it doesn't exist. Okay, listen, animal rights activists, it doesn't exist. Animals mm. are fine, get over it. <laughs> Done, finish that. Dad. It's got mm. hot in here now, have you turned the aircon off? No, I just turned it. Okay. That fluffy up. Um, so what does it give me more about this cosmetic science stuff? Almost. Well, how did you get into it? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, um, I basically started off my career being a salesperson in the raw material industry. 
and then from there just took off from there. So we would represent companies from overseas back in South Africa, their raw materials. So based on that, you would have to go to overseas and do training on their products and how to bring that and infiltrate that into companies that were manufacturing similar products in South okay. Africa. So we would have to, for instance, go over to Switzerland. And the great thing about that is like, they would work in R&D, research and development. So they would research the latest active on anything, on be it breast enhancements, so, I, I like how that's where yeah, you started. I, I like the way you look down as well. So <laughs> check out these well, bad clearly, boys. Breast enhancement. Clearly I use the product um, for anti-aging, for psoriasis, for eczemas. So basically you work on the, the actual active. So it was our job to go and find out about the active, research about that, learn about it, and then bring it back to the likes of Revlon, L'Oreal, whoever manufacturing products in South Africa, and then teach them how to use that active in their product to do a local launch. So when you're from school, it was like a first job out of school? It was, okay. yes, it and was. Did that come about like, you know, I've just left school, I need a job, or was it just I it, wanted to go down that particular industry track? Well, it, no, not at all. I was actually used to, um, my track was, I started off in law, and that was too boring. Was it <laughs> prison or...? Yeah. <laughs> no. On the wrong side of the law. Don't look at me like that. I'm just checking. Yeah. No, no, it was attorney law. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was just too boring for me because it's very regimented. Yeah. So after that, then obviously I needed a job on something. And my sister-in-law worked for a company at that time who was in the similar kind of industry. So I started working from them. And then just from there, I just took it off and started studying analytical chemistry, which is really boring. And then moved into the cosmetic cosmetic science side of it yeah. analytical chemistry mm. and you thought law was boring <laughs> Christ woman <laughs> analytical chemistry no anyway yeah did you have a lab coat and stuff uh, I did do you know in the Muppets there's a character with a lab coat do Beaker. you know who it is Beaker Clearly. there you go Russell does <laughs> yeah. no I wouldn't know and, uh, well Beaker and, the, and oh, what's his name the, the little green doctor Dr. Beaker no Beaker was your assistant oh green doctor Kermit. No. You've heard of Kermit the Frog, though, yes, yeah? Yes, I have. Okay, good. I've seen a Muppet thingy of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the hand motion, just in case I didn't know what a Muppet was. Oh, <laughs> um, during your time, then, with Gary in South Africa and doing cosmetic surgeries and stuff. Um, Science, not whatever, surgery, yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking you're just cutting boobs open, <laughs> feeding them to rabbits. <laughs> have I gone a bit too far? Yeah. <laughs> early on a Monday morning. Um why did you and Gary, because we know why Gary wanted to come here. Were you on board coming to Phuket at the time with Gary as well? Or was it something that you wanted to, because you were doing cosmetic science. You must have been, that's a good job, I'd imagine. Mm. It's not a, you know. Yeah, we had, I had my own company there doing it. Wow. Yeah, there was, there was um, four of us. There was four partners. Um, so I was technical sales director. And then my other partner was more on the um, admin side. Uh, so there was four of us. My one partner actually moved over to Australia, but she still used to manage from her part of the world. So yeah, we had our own company. It was wonderful. On just on that particular note, so how long did it take for you to, from getting a job with one company to then deciding, oh, hey, you know what? Okay, right. So basically I worked for the one particular company for 10 years and it was really great because they trained me and that's where I did most of my international training. And then from that, I, one of the agencies that we were representing liked what I was doing and how I was doing it. 
and they approached me to say, well, will I start a company and represent them solely? Hmm. And at that stage, it just coincided with um, Blaze because he was about to come along. Hmm. So I stopped working for the one company, had the little Muppets, and then... You didn't have the Muppets. I was just about to say, <laughs> you got me stuck in the Muppet world, and I don't even know who Muppets are. <laughs> and then, obviously, when I had Blaze, I started my own company, um, and that was during... And I dare I say the word because everybody cringes when I say preservatives, but preservatives oh. are my favorite topic of, I love preservatives for various reasons. Like jam? Um, no, Pickled not onions. preserves, <laughs> not preserves, preservative. Oh, I know I'm going to go with Brussels. I yeah. prefer that one. <laughs> what? Sorry, you've just got really excited about preservatives. Yeah, if you study them and you understand them and it's... Well, teach well educate us. Yeah. Well, it's this wasn't on your list of questions, was it? It wasn't. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, <laughs> this one, ah, you? Oh. Well, anyway, there's this just uh, basic four categories of preservatives. Methyl, propyl, paraben, um, butyl, paraben. So there's the paraben family. As in methane and butane. Uh, yeah, you know where I'm it. going. You he's know where it. I'm going, right? So there's just a preservative family, and it's just finding out how, what the preservatives do within the products and how it actually helps. And one of the subjects whilst I was involved in that industry was to go preservative free because everybody was on this thing that it caused cancer, it's bad for you, X, Y, Z. Um, but the, the interesting part for me was studying what the product could do to you if it was not preserved. Um, pseudomonas on the skin, that kind of stuff. But people didn't quite understand that because they were too afraid of the actual paraben. Mm -hmm. And there were people saying, you know, parabens in Rolons, for instance, would cause cancer under the arms, but once you actually researched and studied that, there was no way that was possible. Oh, I'm sorry, where 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 are we? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. The last five minutes, what was said? So it's there's probins in what? Parabens. Parabens so in probins. What? <laughs> in Debbie, in how did you get to Phuket? <laughs> No, 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 no. stick with the probing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> probe away, carry on. Anyway, so like I said, it's a, it's a hell of an interesting industry if you're passionate about Yeah, that, if you're not passionate, it's not very it's interesting, no, is it? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm going to just quickly check on my questions I sent to you because <laughs> I think we need to get back on track a little bit. No, but, but how, was that just something that just was kind of, uh, I hate to word, use the word organic, but that sort of organically developed in you? It was just something yes. you stumbled across and thought, wow, that's just that just floated your boat at the yeah. time. Yeah. I'm just going to run with this. Absolutely. And then because, like I said, I was, I was just um, in the sales industry initially. So it was whatever you could yeah. sell. But then I started specializing in actives and preservatives and excipients more than just what we would call the run of the mill raw material. OK, so please stop using long words. Uh, I'm sorry. So, uh, Thank you. <laughs> Muppet. So at the time <laughs> when there's this um, sort of global shift away from preservatives um and anytime there's a mass global shift in like today it's about climate change we've got to get away from this and we now need to move on to this but okay arguably now there's been a bit more research on what the other side can can do whether you're right. looking at sort of wind power electric power and all of that however at the time with something like preservatives well what happens if you take that out was there the depth of research into we can do without this there was a lot of research involved in that um they did find various different alternatives, but none as effective as the paraben family. There are various others, obviously, that they are using now, in, in particular with um, skin care. But the ultimate, the paraben, is still the most effective. They have taken out um, 
I won't use the big words, but they have taken out another family of preservatives. Sulfates? Yes. Get yes. in. Oh, yes. Check it out. Russell, you've been away for weeks yeah. or so, okay? <laughs> I did a tarot card reading last <laughs> week without you. And now you're sitting here yeah. nailing this whole preservative thing. Why do you know so much about this? I just, I know shit. <laughs> True, fair enough. I don't know much about it. I just, I know. Is the paraben family very similar to the Sylvanian family <laughs> that you could buy in the toy shop? And you used to get a doll's house and you get little characters of Sylvanian family. You don't remember them? No? no. Am I the only one? Yes. Carry yes. on with your probing. Paraben. And sulfates. Whatever. Sulfates are salt, I'm guessing. No. Oh, for Christ's sake. Just, I'll just shut up. <laughs> this is the Russell and Debbie podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm done. So we're, we're paraben and sulfate free. We're, and again, a lot of cosmetic products now are sort of pushing sort of that angle. A lot of their marketing is... Paraben well, free, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but what yeah. does that mean for, like, from a, a, from a consumer perspective? What does that actually mean in, in real terms? Like, what's the difference if I go and buy a... a a shampoo that's got paraben in it versus one that doesn't. What's the, if they're the same product, what's the difference? Well, the one will have a, a longer shelf life, right. obviously. Um, if, for instance, you have got a skin cream that you do not have a preservative in it, be it paraben, be it whatever mm. preservative, yeah. and you're obviously, as soon as you work with water, you're going to get some bacterial growth. Mm -hmm. And if you work with oils, you're going to get some fungal growth. That's just the nature life. of the game. So if you have got a skin lesion, for instance, and you form the first thing that will form in that emulsion is called um, pseudomonas. Okay. So as soon as that pseudomonas is formed and you do have a skin lesion, you slap it on your skin and you're doing your whole moisturizing thing, that will straight away form skin irritations. And depending on how your skin can handle the pseudomonas, it's going to be your outcome. So for me, it was more imperative to have the preservative than not. Um, in particular, there was one um, we used to use a form of preservatives in talc, talcum powder. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. But if anybody has ever taken the time and just had a look at talcum powder under a microscope and you see all the little bits of the mites crawling in there, you will never put talcum powder on your body again unless it's preserved or wow. irradiated. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly can't say I've ever looked at talcum powder under a microscope. Do it's you have a microscope? No, I don't. I mean, I used to as a kid. But I'd like to point out, I have a microscope. Huh. Mm. Do that with talcum powder. No, you've got a telescope that you've turned around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I was thinking the moon seems really close. That's amazing. I can see cheese and everything. Um, so you're talking about skin infection. I had a skin infection once. Yeah, I had sex with this girl, and then I was itching for ages. I don't know what it was. And then I found a load of mites crawling around as well. Must have been the talcum powder. Must have been the talcum powder. Mm -hmm. So it just, just kind mm. of going back to your point, not his point. Um, <laughs> If you've got, if you've got, um, you're saying if you've got a lesion or something, and you've got a, and you're using a, a cream that's not got preservatives in it, you're more more likely to have issues. Correct. So what does the paraben do? Well, the paraben stops any form of bacterial growth or anything growing in that product itself. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Can Simple I just that. point? I know I know I'm being facetious a little bit here, but it does sound very similar to when I'm pickling or when I'm doing biltong. Let's get on to the South African. Right. So, Ooh, yum. so we're making biltong, so we're using the salt to draw out the moisture, which then obviously that kills any, because if there's no moisture, Correct. there's no bacteria. Mm. So is that what we're kind of, I'm just trying to put it into things Easy I terms. understand. Is that where, <laughs> into simple terms, into Muppet terms, <laughs> you won't understand that. Um, <laughs> but is that the kind of thing we're talking about? So you're putting something within the talcum powder that kills off all those little mites yes. that are biting us and eating Correct. us. Wow, okay. Mm. It's pretty interesting then. Did you enjoy doing that kind of stuff? Loved you seem, it. Yeah, you seem really passionate I about it. I loved it. 
It was really, really you great. Know, but I'm impressed that you know so much as well. Okay. I've been impressed today. Oh, it's Monday nice morning. What can I say? <laughs> it was great from the point of view that we were we were at least four he four years ahead of any product coming out because obviously once it's been researched and, and the scientists put it together, it takes about four years of all R and D testing and FDA testing mm. before you can. So you was into music from a very you liked R and B as music then was that what you <laughs> D. Oh, sorry, D. sorry. Yes research and development okay. so at least we were four years ahead of whatever was going to hit the shelf so that's quite nice as well um but yeah it's it was a very interesting when you go and buy makeup and stuff now because you don't need makeup to be fair because you are gorgeous more beautiful than than the other two um <laughs> do, are you reading the back of the labels are you are you, you know yeah you are i think mm. everything everything even when i buy any th that's why i'm not a source person because i know how many raw materials go into any source Right. So and I'm always setting the back of the ingredient listing. So even on food as well, you're looking at the, mm. the food stuff. So when you mm. say sauce, you don't have ketchup, tomato sauce, no. brown sauce, no. mayonnaise. Gary eats it. No, I don't. I don't need any <laughs> Sorry, of those. Sorry, I just made a joke to myself about Gary eating mayonnaise. <laughs> we'll leave that one. No. Um, so what do you have then? You, you salt. So just salt. And pepper? Yeah, you're allowed if pepper? I have to. If I have to, but I'm just a salt girl. So when you go out, cause what about MSG? Ooh. Ooh. Bad. Tricky, tricky to eat out then. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> here, very. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah very. here, yes. Yeah, yeah MSG is used in just about everything, but MSG is a big no-no. Yeah. And so what do you eat? Everything. Without that. <laughs> Without but that. do you cook at home? Do you go out? What, what's your... Because your husband is a vegetarian. Correct. But you're not. No. You're a carnivore. Yes. High five. Woo-woo. <laughs> um... So what do you do? You cook at home? Do you? No, I'm, I'm not known for my cooking skills. Right. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I, I have other talents. <laughs> yeah, cooking ain't one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um I live on chicken and vegetables and fruit. Out of interest, how does the the dynamic? Has Gary always been vegetarian? I can't remember. Oof, for many years now, yeah. Okay. And yeah. what brought that? Uh, what brought that on? Um, he'd he saw Debbie put in some drops in a rabbit's <laughs> eyes when she was in the, <laughs> the laboratory and went, oh, you can't do that to that poor little rabbit. Debbie, stop it. And she, Debbie went, I don't care. Uh, Fuck animals is what she said <laughs> really loudly. And then while she's doing that, she then squashed a brain of a monkey. God. I went too far then with the monkey bit, didn't Possibly, I? Possibly, yeah. yeah. It was very Temple of Doom. Your notes um, have fallen down. Oh, it was Temple of Doom, actually. Yeah, that's the first time. Brain, yeah, it was a monkey brain. Was that the one when they... I'm not entirely sure why I had to do the spoon. No, no, no. <laughs> I like the spooning. I like a bit of spooning. Was that when they cut open the snake and had the snake babies as well? Yeah, that that's was the same one, yeah. one, yeah. You've not seen Temple of Doom either? Well, by the sounds of it, no. You've never seen Indiana Jones? No. No Indiana Jones, no Muppets? Jesus Christ. What did you watch as a child? I'll send you some links. The Muppets back in the day was fucking phenomenal. Um, so yeah, so Gary's been a veggie for a number of years. Mm. And yes, yeah, so what brought that on? Um, well, Gary being Buddhist. Should I do my joke again about the rabbit no. and Debbie? No, no. okay. And the monkey's <laughs> no. brains? No. But we can talk about Indiana in a minute. <laughs> okay. So basically, Gary turned vegetarian uh, many years ago because he's, you know, they believe in not killing animals. Yeah, yeah. Or hurting animals. Sure. So... Hence, he turned vegetarian, and okay. then, as you know, he's Buddhist as well. So, yep. yeah. Okay. So, um, but and for you, you were just like, "Yep, you crack on," but it's not for me. Yeah, we've got different belief systems. He he followed the initial teachings of Buddhism mm -hmm. to connect with God. I followed the teachings of Jesus to connect with God. So we we've, we've got our own paths to okay. 
in some sort of enlightenment, but yes, it's your own part. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But just and without so, going down the religious track. No, so okay, my Jesus on. drank wine and yeah. he ate everything. So that's my way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I eat everything and I drink loads of wine. Right, okay. Gary doesn't drink and he doesn't eat any meat, so Okay, no. so at least you're not gonna be arguing over the food table because you've got your own you're not gonna be sharing. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Okay, that's kinda cool. Mm. So but just from a, again, taking the religious side out from an from an ethics point of view, because right. I'm I'm not a vegetarian. Okay. Um, I'm a lot more vegetarian now than I've ever been. Right. And that is on the I'm doing it because, yeah, there is a lot of moral, ethical issues with gotcha. the food industry and mass agriculture at the minute. Mm. We're all aware of that. Mm. And there is also this, when we sp I think we've spoken about this before, there is a massive disconnect between the bit of meat you see in, in the fridge in the shop versus where it came from. Correct. So, and it's that disconnect that allows us to, to continue to consume. Mm -hmm. So, But if knowing the arguments, have you not thought, yeah, maybe I could reduce my meat consumption or Very if much not so. go to... Very much so. Love. I don't eat, when I say <coughs> I eat meat, I don't eat pork because I've driven past too many of the trucks yeah. with the piggies on yeah, them, yeah. so I won't eat pork. Um, I don't eat beef, uh, so mainly, uh, and I won't eat fish because I went down to the Rewai market where all the little fishies were laying there yeah. and thinking, oh, please just put them back in the ocean. So the only thing I really eat is chicken. Mm. So I try and stay away from looking at little chickens' faces or <laughs> being near chickens because that's my only form of... So it's interesting, because right I'm pretty much the same now. Okay. So and then, of course, the big issue there is, <coughs> excuse me, one of the, one of the products that's mostly affected by um, growth hormones yes. and antibiotics and all of that happens to be chickens. As <laughs> so I was saying, I can't steer yeah. away from <laughs> yeah, the sadness <laughs> of chicken eating. <laughs> anyway, so we have what? digressed. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I'm carrying on. <laughs> I, I, I'm still. I want to just so the Buddhism and the Christian thing is a. I mean, I know we pushed him. We don't really touch on religion very much, do we? I try not to. No, it's a dangerous. It's a dangerous. It is ground. a dangerous path. Yeah. But for you two, it's a. It, it's part of your. The, it's the teachings and it's the understanding that you like, isn't it? Absolutely. It's More none so of the doctrine. going to church and and doing the sisterette kind of dancing and stuff. No, we. Do you have a habit? Not watching the Muppets is one of them. Killing baby rabbits is another one. Yeah. I should say that Debbie has never killed. You never have. Him. No, I have no, never. Debbie has never killed a baby. Any, any, no, no, any no, baby no. animals whatsoever. <laughs> just no. checking. Never squashed a monkey brain. Okay, good no. to know. No. <laughs> so, just going back. So, you had your own company. Yeah. Um, everything roaring success. Yep. Brilliant. Loving it. Yep. Amazing. And what's Gary doing at this point? Uh, legend music. In South Africa. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where it started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, at what point did we suddenly make the decision that? We're going to move from South Africa. Before you ask that question. Before I ask that question. I'm which you've already asked, which is really silly. Just take it back. Yeah, we'll just take it back a little bit. Where did the name Blaze come from? Because you'd had Blaze before you guys decided to move to Thailand. Yeah. yeah. So where did the name Blaze come from? Was the house burning down as you were giving birth? or No. Um, was it the night of passion you had with Gary? <laughs> I think that's it. Was it a it. blaze of glory because it happened so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. There Knocked you me go. up already. <laughs> Uh, we we uh, we were busting about two n different names because it was blue was would have been a girl and then Blaze would have been the boy. But I think it's more from Gary's side of the family. Somewhere somewhere far down his side of the family, I think there was a Blaze. Okay. I think, but yeah, I actually don't know. As in a name, not a fire in a household. No, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. As in the name, yeah. Okay. So yeah. go back to Russell's question now, which he probably can't remember. Yeah. So um, we've got the studios going really well. You're doing amazing. We're both really enjoying what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then what was the trigger point to say... We're done. 
we're done. That's okay. Very easy trigger point. We were both at um, the peaks. And sorry, and what yes. sort of year was that? Uh, well, we started thinking about it five five years prior to moving. Yeah, I remember Guy saying it took a long time. Yeah, to so it's about 2015. Right, we, okay. we started thinking about it. Um, obviously, coming on a holiday here, we hold on 2015. No, no sorry. Two double five, five yeah. Two double five. Oh five, yeah. You missed ten years, didn't you? I did. Mm. Mm. That's preservatives. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's <laughs> see this. Um, we decided that uh, we were done with corporate life, okay. and um, I don't want to say we were just done with the lifestyle we had. Okay. So we were done with the cars, the big houses, the corporates. The stockings and high heels every day and business trips. Whoa, sorry, sorry. I, need, I've just, I got an image I need to process. And what were you wearing at the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing, yeah? Just checking. Um, and then obviously we'd had plays. <coughs> so it was time to focus on him mm -hmm. and his life as opposed to ours. So we made that conscious decision to give up the worldly possessions and become a family. Because prior to that, Gary was traveling wherever he was with his company, I was traveling with mine. We would sometimes pass each other at the yeah. airports. Yeah. Um, so we really never had a family, but okay. that was okay because we started off our own sectors. Selfish is probably the wrong word, but we wanted to improve ourselves um, to get to the top where we could in our industry. So we'd reach that and so. That's an interesting, interesting point to say it's really selfish because you're being like, I've got my career, I'm going on my path. And Gary's mm. saying, I've got my career, I'm going on my path. Mm. And from the outside looking in, you can say, yeah, that's incredibly selfish because you're not giving to each other. But I would argue the counter to that is that you're being phenomenally supportive to each other by allowing your, yourselves the freedom to go and do those things. Right. But at your core, you're, you're still together. Mm. So when we're together, we have our time together, and that's mm. great. But outside of that, right, I've got to go do my thing, I've got to do my thing. That's it. And I, yeah. I kind of doff my cap to that. I think that's a mm. stronger way to do it. Mm. I agree. Mm. I'm with you. I'm Team Russell today. Okay. <laughs> That's why Jay and I got on so well. Mm. All right. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think I'm, that I might have stepped over the mark. That okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back okay, to so it was at that stage where we decided that um, we needed to downscale mm -hmm. and raise our son. And obviously, there was nothing in South Africa for Blaze because mm -hmm. at that stage, even prior to that, when Gary was um, one of the managers at IBM, they had already started retrenching white males. Mm -hmm. So we knew there was no future for Blaze in yeah. South Africa. So it was okay, so where do we go? Uh, I wanted to go to Greece. That was my vision. But Gary said, Dodged well, there. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but Gary said, let's try Thailand. Was that because you saw the movie and you went, oh, everyone's singing and stuff. It's <laughs> great, and everyone drives nice cars. No, no? Okay. no I, had, I had a friend that lived there prior. Um, but then Gary said, well, let's try Thailand. And Thailand ticked most of the boxes mm -hmm. for us. It didn't tick them all, but it ticked most. Um, in particular, obviously, we could bring our animals here because we we're passionate about mm -hmm. our kids, so we needed a place where we could take our children to. And also, both of us being spiritual, this just felt like a spiritual place every time we traveled here. Mm. And hence, this is home. Sweet. And sorry, I, I, can, I can't remember this, but had you, had you traveled here prior? We came here on holiday uh, seven years prior to moving here. With a view to coming here? No. Not so that was just a, a random? That was just a random. Okay. Um, I, like I said, I wanted to go somewhere else on holiday. But then the, f the first year we were supposed to come here, my curtains actually won 
because we just moved into a new house. So Gary said, should we go um, to Thailand on holiday or buy curtains? Gonna... I remember yeah. the story. Yes. He said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we bought the curtains and thank heavens because that was a tsunami year right, that it okay. hit. So we were saved by our curtains. Yeah. And then we started coming on holiday after that every year. It's interesting because a lot of people come to Phuket and they go through the bamboo curtain and they never come back. <laughs> <laughs> nice little twist. Thank yes. you very much. In all your... So from a from both your individual careers, you both did a fair amount of travelling. Yes. Right. To, just through the African continent or globally. Globally. So were there any other places that you've travelled to that you kind of thought that might be a nice little place to to go back to and set up, or was it always a case of it's yeah probably Thailand or maybe Greece? Um, no. Strangely enough, it was always Thailand because okay. being in, I mean one of the most beautiful places for me that I wouldn't mind settling was Barcelona. I really enjoyed Barcelona. But it was, once again, in a city doing what I was doing. So mm -hmm. I needed to totally detach um, and lock that door. Because mm -hmm. many people move forward, but they leave that door open just in case. Yeah. We made sure we locked it. We blew it up. Right. We Bur burnt the fucking done. bridge. Yes. <laughs> totally done. Okay. Yeah. So opening the business, obviously, so Gary Walked came out the door, here. fuck you all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And you followed him, opening, not followed him, but you came together and then he obviously set up this business and we're sat in his studio right now, which is always a beautiful place mm. to come to. What did you like about Phuket? Because obviously he was focused on business and was setting up the studio, but you both must have had some love for Phuket apart from it being a nice place. Is there certain things you love about Phuket when you first came? Everything. I, I, I know it's cliche that people say the food and the people and mm. the, but you know the, the weirdest thing for me even today I will drive down the road and I look up and it's the weirdness of all the wires hanging everywhere <laughs> it's the craziness of the traffic it's the smells you get if you ride with your window down um, it's the, when you go for early morning walks and there's a type person that walks past you and that smile that connection it's just everything resonates with my soul here everything mm. That's a nice thing to hear because yeah. it's true. It's the quirky stuff that I like about it. And I, yeah, the wires, mm. the craziness of the, the driving just coming down the wrong way. Yes. And they look at you as though it's your fault. You're going to, and I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's actually quite <laughs> and, funny. And the washing and hanging up over the gates and everything. I mean, they don't give a hoot if there's their underpants or their whatever. It, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah I've stolen a few it. bras. <coughs> We've all been there. Mm. <laughs> um, so what do you do now? Because obviously Gary's got the Legend Studio, but you are the representative of Papa. Yeah. What, what, what is, and, and when did that all, because we've kind of heard Gary's side of things more so from the Legend Studio, but when did the right. Papa stuff come up? Well, the Bukit Academy of Performing Arts was actually originated when PIA, well, UWC, it's known as yeah. UWC now, but prior to that was known as PIA. They needed somebody to help them with regards to their music department because they didn't have one. And their port of call was Legend Music Studio because they knew Gary was involved with music. So they asked Gary, what can we do? And as you know, jack of all trade, you do whatever you have to do. Yeah. And we said, well, great. We, I was partially helping Siobhan at that stage. Um, because Siobhan she's needs, yeah, mm. Siobhan McGovern, yeah, yeah. Uh, Siobhan's music studio. That's one, yeah. So I was partially helping her at that stage. Um, and then we decided, okay, we'll use Siobhan's music studio as the teachers. Um, my forte is to set up businesses. She had the talent and the musical talent, and that's how it happened. So off we went, teaching music lessons. And when did that, when, roughly when was that? 2013. Okay. <coughs> and that's still going? Yeah. So it's yeah. still going strong, still growing? Absolutely. Still. And I think that the, the fortunate thing for us, and this is something that I don't think many people quite know about 
the Phuket Academy of Performing Arts. We have molded it step by step based on a child's need for music. So when Blaze first came along and we tried other music schools in, in Phuket, there was only one or two at that time, it was very demoralizing for him. I mean, he's, he's, since the age of four, he's been, his dream is to be a musician on stage playing guitar. Um, Sorry, uh, did how you did you know that? Yeah, I was, that, what, that was just his, innate in him, that was not driven by you guys. Not at all. But how okay. did you know that you looked at him at four and went, do you know what, he's going to be a musician? No, I'm saying that as a, as a you father know. of two of myself, and I'm looking at my two thinking, okay, and I've got a great story about a hamster, which I'll tell you about later. Um, I'm not sure I want to know. Oh, you do. <laughs> um, Zahara loves animals, so to, uh, oh, ever since she's been six, she's going to be a vet. But how, I don't believe I don't know if that's true sure. or not. But how did you see Blaze at four and think, yeah, he, he wants to be a musician? From the time, actually younger than four, eighteen months, he picked up um, friends of ours brought around these little musical instruments, you know, the little guitar and the drums mm. and the flipping loud noise stuff, mm. um, and he picked the guitar up. And all he could say was tartar, because that's the extent of its talking. Maybe he wanted some not fish. Not to say not loud sauce. Yeah. No, no, not tartar. <laughs> so anyway, this little thing would walk around with this, with a little dummy in the mouth, and he would start strumming. And at that stage, Gary was managing bands. And whenever he could, when he was awake and allowed to go with Dad, he would hop up on the stage and play his guitar. <laughs> um, so wherever he went, the little mister was there with his guitar and the guitar just grew from that little one into a blow up bigger one into various shapes of guitars and he would always <laughs> yeah. I know right yeah. whenever you saw Blaze was with a guitar he just and from when he could start Speaking coherently, more so. 18, I was going to say, hang on a minute. We just saw him this morning. That wasn't coherent. Recently. Yeah. Um, he's always said his biggest dream is to be on stage in front of thousands. And that's Sweet. his ultimate. He's, and I kind of admire that because from that young age, he's always known what he wants to be. Mm. I've gone through, oh, maybe a doctor, a vet, a accountant, yeah. a this, a, still, you know, still dancing. Doing it, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> he's always said, I don't care if... I have to gig on a street to get money, if I'm going to be on the stage in front of thousands, if I'm going to be a studio musician working for somebody, my life is my guitar and music, that's it. I respect that a lot, but I also find that, um, what if it doesn't happen? Because that's what my, and this comes from a personal point of view, and that's my worries, I, I've, I don't really know where I'm going sometimes or what, what I'm doing. What you want to be when you grow and, up. And, and, <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to grow up. <laughs> But if I have something and I don't achieve it, it would hurt so badly that I think that, you know, and that's what worries me about having one focal point. Mm -hmm. But maybe then I've just been watching the Michael Jordan and Russ and I will have arguments mm -hmm. about this. But, you know, he was focused on one thing and he made it. But what happens if you don't make it? What, where, there must be those people that don't get to that point. And that's what scares me is mm -hmm. I wouldn't get to that point. And that's why I think maybe I'm scared to focus on one thing. I saw a... Um uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was giving a speech to some university graduates a couple of years ago um, and one of the things he came out with was don't have a plan B he said everyone has a plan B and the problem with the plan B is you devote time and attention and energy to plan B in case plan A doesn't work so and every time you come across a little hump with plan A you're automatically going to plan B just to make mm -hmm. sure you're shored up and if you took all of that time all of that energy and all of that devotion from plan B scuppered it and throw it into plan a it will work because you will make it work mm. and it's not a case of 
I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to be in front of thousands. That is my goal. That's been his goal since he was 18 months. It's still his goal now. It's not that he's not going to achieve that because he very well might because he's just got the drive and passion to do it. The point was along the journey that you're so focused, there are going to be shifts and some are going to be mm. small. He might end up just being a session player and fucking loving it and the greatest Absolutely. one. He might work with the, the next up and coming star and be one of their touring. I mean, all the stars that do their tours and go around the globe, they've got back bands that travel with them. Mm. He might be that. He might be something else. He, he might just write the music for that. He could be anything. Absolutely. And those, yes. yeah. his life will shift. And it might not be what he expected when he was four. And it might not be that same end product, but it will be something that he loves because he's spent all that time firing in that direction. I think a lot of us, we think about, I'll do that. But if, I, if that's not going to work out, I'll go over here. And if that's not going to work out, well, I'll try that one over there. And then you just get lost with these multiple directions and you never actually achieve one exactly. of them completely. And I think in, in, in getting back to that, I mean, when he says on the stage in front of thousands, he's done that. Mm. He's been in the open for Sam Smith and to him that was the most amazing feeling in the world. Um, so it's not to say that he's going to be the best band in the whole world in front of thousands. He just needs, for him, it's the guitar on stage Entertaining. Entertaining. Um, but in saying so, I mean, we, he has made sure, like, for instance, he does music production. He does a bit of drums. He does a bit of vocals. Mm. He does a bit of piano. So he works in the studio a hell of a lot. So he does a lot of um, session work. Mm -hmm. So whatever he's, um, basically, he, he'll be able to do whatever with his passion. So if it is creating jingles for a radio with his guitar, if it is creating... Um, music for games mm -hmm. as well it's whatever it's all music related yeah. so there wasn't ever a shift outside of that for him well there isn't should yeah. i say yeah. that's cool yeah. and so while we're on blaze um you homeschooled him as well what was that was that you and gary's decision we were kind of forced into it right. um because obviously when we were in johannesburg both having our own companies i mean i didn't even have the patience to do homework with him i used to get someone in to do that how snobbish is that well, to do his nice. homework? No, to help him with oh, his homework. Oh, okay, because that's really naughty. I mean, people no. in America have gone to prison and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we came to Thailand, and then he went to one of the international schools uh, for a year, but that didn't work out, and we were forced into the homeschooling. Uh, and initially, it was my heart sank. I mean, I couldn't even do homework with him in South Africa, let alone do homeschooling. So Gaz took over a couple of the subjects um, that he was really great at at school, and then I took over some subjects that... What's, uh, what was Gary's subjects yeah. that he was great at at school, please? English. Really? Jeez, that man Behave. and his <laughs> English. I've heard him speak. <laughs> I, I can't really comment on that. So mm, He used to get flipping top marks in English all the time. He used to write all my essays for him because I used to suck at those. <laughs> and then I used to do his math homework for him. Brilliant. And so that's, yeah. That's what we did. So homeschooling was, the first year it was really difficult, but then when we got into it and we seen it was the best thing for him ever. Okay. Um, he went from brilliant marks at school in South Africa to near on failing here, back to 80, 90% for all these marks after homeschooling. Was so the, without, uh, we don't need to go into which school or anything, but in terms of the, the school environment, was it a case of just the school and the way they were teaching? Or was it just that plus you know how old was he when he came here Ten. so a young kid massive change new environment 
new journey, new everything? Yeah, there were there were two compounding factors. The one was bullying <coughs> at the school that he was at. Was he? He was terribly bullied. Right. Um, okay. To the extent where um, the one day he came home and he had had strangle marks around his little throat and they'd um, whipped him with the belt so he had all cuts on him. It was really, really horrible. Anyway, um, so that was when we decided to take him out. But I think he was going through a whole mental thing at that stage where he was going from the class clown in South Africa and being Mr. Popular to allowing himself to be bullied. Right. Um, so that just took him mentally and put him onto a different mm. step. So totally understand where he's coming mm. from. Yeah. Totally <laughs> yeah. understand where he's coming from. Mm. can totally see it. Um, not, not to dwell on that at all. Let's move. So we, you mentioned that he wanted to be a musician. And so you, you tried a few, the, the couple of music schools that were in Phuket. Mm. And, th and this was a driving force about the, that he had nowhere to learn. Correct. The places we took him to, the, he went um, for a couple of lessons and he came home one day and he said, that's it, I'm not, I don't want to play guitar anymore. Clearly, Gary and I nearly fell off our chairs. Yes, because it's, say, yeah. Hang on a minute. And, and also, I must <laughs> just tell you that, that prior to that, Gary would never let him go for lessons because he always said, you're too young, you're too young. Um, and the, the, that's the one thing that our family always thought we did was push him into music because Gary's into music. Mm. But on the contrary, we try to keep him out of it. Hello, have you seen how much <coughs> music people make? Um, so we try to keep him out of it, but he was <laughs> adamant. So finally, when he got here, he said, Dad, I'm 10. Please, can I go? My hands are big enough now to fit on the mm. fretboard. So we reluctantly took him for lessons. And then after three or four lessons, he said, no, sorry, he put his guitar down. He never wanted to play again. Like, what? Um, but we were lucky at that stage. A Canadian rock star was coming through and was in Gary's studio. And he said to Blaise, come sit here. Let me show you a couple of chords. And after the first or second lesson with him, took it and Blaise just went from there. Gary doesn't play much. Not at all. And do you, are you a, an instrument person? He's asked me to mime. <laughs> I can't even hum. <laughs> Can you mime the triangle for me? <laughs> no, I'm terrible. I you cannot can't do. even hum. I can't hum in tune. I can't. When I try and explain a song to him and then I start trying to sing it or hum it, he's totally lost. Blaze might come in and say, uh, Dad, I think she's trying to say this song or that song. No, I'm... I'm tone deaf. So you'd never, like, do a family album or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did play the drums on a song for Gary's 50th birthday. But that's just because being an analytical brain, you learn the pattern. Blaze was helping me. He played along, so it was easy to follow him. What song was that? Um, Happy birthday. No. <laughs> kiss. Uh, oh, there you go. It had to be a kiss. Crazy it was nights. a kiss song. I <laughs> Moving along. Just, just sing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Obviously, with the COVID stuff going on, it's, it's affecting everybody. How's your wait, school? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> um, how's it been for? Because obviously, I've been through the, the the home school home teaching or the virtual teaching from from the school with the kids. How's it been with the music stuff? Well, when it first hit, we did everything online. We were very fortunate we could do that. Um, so that's, that was great. Um, starting up on the new academic year, which has now been in August, there has obviously been a huge amount of parents that have left the island. Mm. So that has affected us quite dramatically. Uh, we are lucky enough to continue with some online lessons because the, some of the students are still stuck in their respective countries. So we continue with that, but then we have resumed face-to-face -face lessons. Um, it's not, obviously, it's basically half of what we were doing prior. 
but um, it's still going. And we're working, as we were saying, harder just to maintain and to even provide a better service now with more interesting attributes to it to keep it interesting and to keep it alive because I think right now everybody is in a bit of a slump yeah. emotionally, mentally. So we're just looking at ways to bring more excitement back into the program. And I think the interesting thing for me is, is during slumps and during <coughs> times where you're feeling down, depressed or whatever, sometimes it's um, positive to try new things. You know, and, and to step always. outside your comfort zone. You know, and that, that's what I've been trying to do, and I always have done on my journey. It's something that I think that people could. And I'm not. I'm trying to big up your business now. Is saying that if you've never sung before, if you've never played an instrument before, no matter how old you are, now could be the time to try. Mm. I'd imagine you're doing Very some good deals, so. not trying to you know to, so, to yeah. lower your mm. um, your business, but you know you are doing some good deals and just having a singing lesson or learning to play the drums, or learning to play the guitar, keyboards, or whatever, triangle, mm. saxophone, trumpet. I'm just trying hum. to think of learning hum. Learning to hum. In Correct, absolutely, in, in tune. <laughs> but, but now is a, is a good time to do that. People do have, and I know it's tough for everyone, and they don't want to spend money on whatever, but to go and do something different, and to it, it's, it's for your mental health alone, I, I would say do it and contact And even if it's a one-off. Absolutely, yeah. you'll, probably, you'll probably find with someone, like they'll come in, and like M started to learn guitar, a couple of years ago she always wanted to do it and then went out and got her a guitar got her, got her some um, books and stuff and she did it for a little while but she was really busy with work so she never really had the, the time or the energy and what have you so um, but it's just you pick up the guitar you have a little play and all of a sudden you've hit a chord it's like oh fuck I, I know a, yep. a G or whatever it is and then you learn another one and all of a sudden you're, you're playing something that remotely sounds like I know what I'm doing and these sort of things can happen quite quickly or with the piano or something, you can very quickly get to a level that you can play a couple of notes and it sounds cool. Correct, right. And then it's just the drive to keep it going. And even, it if it, even if it means singing along with, on the, with the songs on the radio, because you now feel confident you can sing. Um, and now's the time for people to do it. We've got the time, <laughs> right? Definitely, so. right. We have find, found a, a larger number of adults wanting to do lessons. Some of them are doing it online because mm -hmm. they, they prefer, it's new, so it's out of their comfort zone. So the online keeps them at home and they're a bit yeah. comfortable with that. But a lot of the adults prefer to come face to face because then there's accountability. So from one week to the next week, it's like cheap as, okay, I've got to go practice this course again or this mm. verse again or whatever the case might be. Um, but definitely we have seen how the music and the music lessons do put a spring in their step. Sure. Um, coming from, a as you know, a lot of them being depressed and what have you, come in here and they've been able to achieve something. Hmm. You know, it's like, wow, okay. And also Life's music, not failing at the moment. Music so. generally just puts a spring in your mm. step, right? Mm. It's uh, yeah. for, for most people. Mm. I mean, I and also, I think the interaction with the teachers mm -hmm. that we've got, I mean, Pete and Renzi are just absolutely brilliant teachers and that they invest with their, I mean, you've had lessons, mm. Jay. They invest with their student, for want of a better word. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just... Mm. Okay, so this is how you sing this chorus, or this is how you play this chord. It's finding out about you, what makes you tick, what makes you happy, and then focusing on that in a lesson as well. Yeah, so, gotcha. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed my time, and like, for me, it was my journey. It was it was a journey of, of just you know coming out of whatever I needed to come out of, and it was it was about trying new things, and it was I was scared shitless, coming in to sing in front of someone a one on one, like I said, I mean, we've, like I said, Blazers jumped in front of hundreds and thousands of people. I can, yeah, I can jump in front of a stage and be an idiot, that's fine, but mm. to stand there in front of Pete, who I'd never met before, and start 
trying to sing, you think this is like the most, it was the scariest, it was not it's these, awkward. but it was, yeah, it was yeah. awkward it and mm-hmm. super scary. This is a guy that's similar, I'm at, it's probably a little bit, no, he's probably a lot younger than I am. But you know, it, it's a very difficult thing standing in front of another man going, right, I'm going to sing Absolutely. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's warm up. You know, you, you know, it was very, very, but it was, it was a great journey. And you're right, he did, you know, we have now become friends. He now invests in what I do. He now supports the podcast. You know, Renz and Pete even did the, you know, the intro yeah. for us. You know, they do, did our song for us. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's worth doing. So I definitely recommend it if you're feeling a bit down. Go and have some singing lessons. Or yes. drumming. Or Why drumming. Or drumming's Anything. excellent. Um, your question. Uh, how do you not know the Muppets? <laughs> I, I do. My, my gift to you what, today. Which is your favourite? Because it's your favourite Muppet. Yeah, <laughs> Gary. The green one. <laughs> the green one. <laughs> my, my gift to you today. I will send you some YouTube links for some some okay, Muppet shows. Thank you. It was. I'll it be was, sure. Have you ever seen Spitting it? Image? Moving along. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, right, the, do you know the concept of the Muppet Show? Yes. Right, because to be. Back in the day, the Muppet Show was like the big thing, in, in like Spitting Image was the big thing, and for the stars of the day, like you know Sylvester Stallone, uh, Raquel Welsh, they started in the seventies. Muppet Show, it goes back. But yeah. the stars of the time, if you weren't on the Muppet Show, you weren't someone. Like Elton John did it was on the Muppet Show. It was like the stars of the day. Yeah, it was just it was a Muppet Show. It was just it was crazy. But all the the big movie actors and musicians of the day. Would be in a show. This is wasted on the di- Russ. I can I see. Know, it's yeah, just, like but let's put some context because because we're we're at your house, Debbie's house, and which yeah. is also Gary's recording. But it was studio. a music show, right? I know, it was but, all but song Russ, and dance. Russ walked in to this morning. You walked in, and the first thing he said, "Hey, Gary, hey Debbie, I got this great idea. I've rewritten this song from the Muppet. And it's really good." And both and just, just deadpan. Dead, <laughs> both just looked at you, what are you talking about? What's the Muppets? I'm like, just, yeah, just this, huh? this is why I fucking hate Mondays. <laughs> this is why we don't do this on Mondays. You come in with this big bubble. Uh-huh. <laughs> fuck your bucket list because <laughs> <laughs> Russell's on his Muppet thing I, like I this love question. it so well, I'll than, go research the Muppets now I promise yeah. you I'll research the so Muppets for you just to, to round off um, other than learning about the, the history and the um, the depths of the, the Muppet shows what else would be on your bucket list my bucket list well it basically evolves um, m- my immediate bucket list is to go on a vacation yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Imagine that. Yeah. In yeah. a hotel. Remember those days when we used to get on planes and stuff? Fuck, man. But anyway, anyway, just in a hotel for two weeks and not worry about running a business, that would be a vacation. I need to get a new passport because mine's nearly empty. Like, what's the rush? <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Right. <laughs> but then my ultimate, my final phase, because I, I, I've basically split my life into three phases. So the first was all about me and my career and building that up and being the the yuppie, second phase all about my son. Don't my get the high heels and the stockings. Still got <laughs> them, hanging on to them. But my final phase is going to be um, working with seniors, senior citizens. What, Gary? Well, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. It's nice to have you back, by the way. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be included. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, no, that, that is my passion. That is really on my bucket list, is okay. to be involved in somehow working with them. My, my plan is to, it's called Services for Seniors. Are you testing preservatives on them? Because <laughs> I've seen this movie. What is it, Cocoon? Or is it cocoon. That, cocoon. Yeah. cocoon. Is that what you're trying to do? You're this, we're in this place. You're and supposed you're to tell everybody. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, you're supposed to keep that quiet. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's will be the ultimate on my bucket list. It's taking uh, care of old people. In any particular, than like physically looking after them, or in terms of giving yeah. them activities and, <coughs> and programs. That's and just stuff. it. Love. I, my, my vision is that somebody, not me, would have a retirement village here in Phuket. Mm -hmm. I would move in there and help them with their meal plans, their exercises, their music. Wiping their bums. You know, I, I, oh, I have. I, I, I used to volunteer at a retirement village in South Africa. That was mm -hmm. what I used to do on the weekends. And to Where me, that Gary. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to me, that's just the ultimate of giving back. And right. working with old people, there's nothing more special in the world. Okay. They have so much wisdom. And they've got so many stories that no one takes the time to listen to them or are oh, they beautiful, beautiful yeah. souls. And of course, it's they're in their last transitioning stage before they move on. Yeah. And listening to their journey until they actually move on mm. is really, really interesting. There was a story, I, I haven't researched it, so it, it was something on Facebook that popped up a year or so ago. So I take it with a pinch of salt because um, mm -hmm. I haven't researched it. But it was I think it was in Holland, there was near one of the universities as a student block, which is, it's a retirement home. Right. But the students can live there rent free. Yes. But part of living, part of the deal is you have to look after your, um, I wasn't say a mentor, but it's not just you know, one of the old people, so you're looking after them in some guise and have to, have to work there essentially mm. for some hours. Which at first I thought, well, that's a bit of a quirky idea, but then you think that's actually a really cool thing. Absolutely. Because for them, they're surrounded by young people and everyone knows, you want to be surrounded by younger people. Yep. That's that's what keeps you young and sane. So, um, and from them, it's a massive learning experience as well because Very much so. ultimately, you know, at that age when you're starting uni, you're a completely different track. But in terms of keeping you a little bit centered, that's mm. and I humbles think, you. Yeah, I, really I mean, yeah. jokes aside, and I'm probably thinking the same thing you are. But um, <laughs> jokes aside, it's a very cool thing, um, and it would be interesting if there was. If there was more of that, and also from a from a Western perspective versus an Asian perspective, there's a very different track. The Asian perspective is very much about giving to the, the elders the and taking care of the family once they, they need to be taken mm. care of. We're very much of the ilk, well, your time's up, mum, into the home you go, and I'll just carry on with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So there isn't that cycle, which it'd be nice if there was in some way to create that cycle. I like the idea. Thank I'm with you. you. Great. I think that's a lovely place to finish. And if you want to have therapy dogs, I will be there. Fantastic. Excellent. Done. Okay, I'll bring God. some dogs along. To bring <laughs> their bloody dogs into it. <laughs> um, Debbie, thank you so much for being on our podcast. You're welcome. We really thank appreciate you. it. You have been, without doubt, the loveliest crowds we've had on this podcast. <laughs> it's only because mm. you haven't had Blaze yet. Well, He's I wasn't going to go colourful. there. But yeah. <laughs> did you? I did you, say yes. Have you checked your notes? Was it, was, oh yeah. Anything? I was going to ask, notes? was there anything on that your notes that we haven't discussed? Wait, let me see. Probably all of it. done a thorough job. <laughs> huh, here we know from South Africa. This is the podcast extra where Debbie goes through the notes for them. <laughs> Should we just finish off, Deb? I think. I mean, yeah, I think this isn't so. very great. Was there anything you really wanted to get across that we didn't touch on? Do we was there any parts of you we didn't no. touch? Shall I tell you my hamster story? <laughs> No, I don't no? want to hear okay. your hamster story if it's going to be hard. We'll no, it's not. We'll save that for the podcast extra. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, that's it, right? Sweet. Your ultimate goal in life, give more. And well, there anyway, we go. See, it was worth it. Yeah, ultimate no. goal in life is to give more. Yeah. Debbie Krause, thank you very much. Thank you, darling. Thanks, Russell, Debbie. thank you thank very you much. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bye. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. I love that. It's it's nice to be back. I like Debbie. I love Debbie. <laughs> I have to say it because she's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Can uh, I just tell you my hamster story quickly? Just before you get onto oh, that. Oh no! I'm, no, I'm now you're building it up though. If we leave it for a long time, it's that, that's kind of the point. But oh, just from it. the from the podcast perspective, obviously yeah. you had no idea about the whole cosmetic surgery slash. No, I've <laughs> known Debbie for Debbie. How long have we known each other for? Five six years. Um, I I don't know. Maybe there was once a touch on cosmetics, but I didn't know anything about the science stuff and no the fact idea. she kills rabbits. No, no I idea did, whatsoever. I no. I knew that she's an amazing person, super intelligent, Kills loving animals. all of that, but <clears throat> I had no what? idea about that little nugget. The, yeah. And then at, we are at this It was the meerkat the that she ripped its head <laughs> off that time that was really mean. <laughs> <laughs> meeting the other night, just uh, j- we're just talking about, you know, how, you know, helping people in Phuket sort of, you know, what can we do for our business profiles in, in these sort of... Oh, you two went to that, that network thing, Yeah, yeah which, yeah, which was great. But just sort of out of nowhere, Debbie pops up and goes, yeah, so my, my background is actually sort of cosmetic science. And I'm just like... Hold the phone. <laughs> so you knew about it before you got here? Yeah, but like literally oh. just a couple of days ago. So okay. it was on, I don't know what was on your list, but it was on my list to ask about. I was wow. like, that's brilliant. No, she's an awesome, but I've always loved Debbie. And I have to say this because she said, no, she has been. And she, I've been, obviously. Super I'm, fun guest. Um, she is my favorite guest ever. Um, <laughs> she's been through the journey with me for many d- different reasons, mm. you know, through through whatever we went through, uh, but even with with just the the music side of things, the entertainment side of things, the DJ side of things, we've worked together on on various different projects. So yeah, we've got a long relationship, and it's almost like having a a, a very close family. Yeah, I, I consider them family, all the Krauses, except Blaze so much. <laughs> a bit weird <laughs> that one. No, he's no, he's lovely. Can I now tell you my tell hamster me, tell, story? Tell me the hamster story. So it was my daughter's birthday. Oh, um, God. I'm nervous already. Yeah, you should be. Uh, a, a, a week or so ago. But anyway, we, we had the party on Saturday at Blue Tree. Other trees are available. Uh, chucking it down rain was a horrible day. But anyway, a few days before that, one of Zahara's friend's mum had texted me and said, hey, we're thinking of getting Zahara a hamster. Is that okay? And I'm like... And Zahara <laughs> had known about this already because her friends had told her. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to say, yeah, no. okay, no, yeah, no problem. Get a hamster. And she said, oh, we'll bring her the cage and we'll bring everything. So I was thinking, okay, fine. I was thinking we'll go and collect it at one night or we'll go and pick it up. I didn't expect her to rock up to a party at a swimming pool, basically swimming pool party with, with a frigging hamster. hamster in its cage. <laughs> just like that. It just gave it to me. said, there you go. <laughs> There's the present. And I'm just like that. Right, and it was chucking it down rain. So yeah, I got a hamster now. It's called Rosie. Lives in my house. Right, that's my swim. hamster story. But next time, if you do buy someone a, a living animal, maybe don't bring it to the party. Very terrified. Wasn't thing. a good story, was it? It, it? I was expecting something different, to be honest. Oh, we didn't. I mean, kill the a fact hamster. that it survived is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was not expecting that. It to was end a well. happy ending for the hamster, and it then went, um, it went down the slide and. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it, it turned into safety Bob. It went swimming <laughs> at Blue Tree. Never saw it again. Um, Russell, it's lovely. To, this is number fifty, by the way. This it is our fiftieth podcast, so we've got a big one coming up in two weeks' time. We do indeed. Uh, Fifty-two. I'm not sure who we have on that, but thank you for being back. How was Bangkok? Um, awful. Okay, good. We'll leave well, that no, one. No, being being there was great. It was nice to get off the rock and all of that, but the the, the project was awful. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll leave that one then. Uh, if you want your dog trained, or you want your dog to go and spend some time. Um, a beautiful luxury retreat, and if you want your dog to go and play hey. at Russell's new Canine Point Beach Club, someone checks their email. Absolutely, <laughs> I saw it. Hey. Um, then check out that because it's really cool, isn't it? Do you just want to quickly talk about that? Well, so I it's basically the the one secure place on the island you can take your dogs. It's fully fenced, fully secure. They can run around, they can swim, they can play. 
and you can just let them off and do it and not have to worry about them running off or bothering someone else. There you go. Bookings are essential. Please make sure you go to caninepointacademy.com slash beach club. All the details are there. There you go. So if just go to, or go to Russell's Facebook page, which is Canine Point Academy, Indeed. I believe. Yep. Um, or check him out on LinkedIn. And I'm just begging. I'm being nice to you, aren't yeah. I? That's enough for you. <laughs> um, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, follow us, but best thing to do is go to our website, which is... PhuketPodcast.com Russell. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> Will do. Cheers. Cheers Bye. Bye.